You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. All right, so I'm Chris Webster. Who doesn't know what a podcast is? Who knows what a podcast is? Anybody? Okay. I know, with the rise of like serial and things like that, it seems like everybody knows these days. Um, and who listens to podcasts actively? Awesome. It's a good audience. And who listens to anything on the Archaeology Podcast Network? Nice. Nice. Not too bad. It's better than zero. All right. So um, just a little uh, preparation here. I, I started the CRM Archaeology Podcast uh, about four years ago, and it was preceded by uh, a horrible podcast called the uh, Archaeology, uh, CRM Archaeology News Podcast, which is like me reading Google news reports. It was terrible. Nobody listened to it. I didn't listen to it. It was horrible. Um, so I, I decided, you know, I need something a little different. I used to listen to a pod, I still do, I listen to a podcast called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and it's a little bit of a forum-style podcast, and I really want something like that. So I found a bunch of people, and we've changed the group, group around a little bit, but that what became the CRM Archaeology Podcast. Um, and then I just had so many other shows that I wanted to do and so many topics I wanted to talk about that didn't fit within CRM Archaeology, because um, archaeology's, uh, as little as we'd like to admit it, more than CRM. So. Um, and then I found, uh, I was searching around online, and there was another gentleman over in Scotland, Tristan Boyle, who was doing the Anarchaeologist podcast. It was kind of a new show, uh, and he was willing to help me co-found the Archaeology Podcast Network, and we did that uh, two years ago this December 1st. And we started that network off uh, with about 4,000 monthly listeners, uh, mostly from my show and then a few from his show because it was, it was still brand new and he only had about 10 episodes out. Um, but now, since then, we've added 12 more shows, um, including the conference channel down there that I just mentioned. And uh, we have more than 19 different hosts from around the world, um, hosts and co-hosts on this network. The Archaeology and Ales out of the University of Sheffield. 8-Bit um, uh, Test Pit is a brand new one about archaeogaming, all these different things. If you heard about No Man's Sky that came out, kind of, they're doing a whole crazy archaeological survey of No Man's Sky. They're doing survey reports on that podcast of this video game world. So um, Prehistories is really cool. It's uh, Kim Bidolf. She's over in the UK as well. The last episode of that, which we just posted last week, was on the Game of Thrones. And what she does is she takes popular books. She's on Clan of the Cave Bear, a whole bunch of stuff. And then she gets experts in that area of history or archaeology, and they talk about the reality behind the fiction, you know, because Game of Thrones is based on um, a lot of stuff that's happened in Europe and the UK and uh, you know, basically just turned into fiction. So there's something for everyone. Um, and we always need help with editing. It's a constant, constant battle. Anyway, so this is about archaeology uh, podcasting as it has to do with public archaeology. And I'll give you some stats a little bit later, but just some, some quick things. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter page. And I believe we have a little over 800 likes on our Facebook page. And everything we post to our website goes immediately to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the Google Play Store, and our Facebook page. And just to show you some, uh, oh, and we have a, a Reddit channel as well. But just to show you some, some quick stats on these things, these are the latest episodes of these shows. And this is, these are stats that I just took recent screenshots yesterday to make sure they were, um, they were current. But with really little promotion on these things, sometimes we'll share them into another group like the uh, Archaeo Field Text group or something like that. But this little podcast, you know, hit 400, uh, 746 people. Now, that doesn't mean they clicked on it in Facebook speak. That means it went through their timeline. So as they were scrolling looking for cat videos, this went by. And, uh, and then this one from the, the really good Women in Archaeology podcast. Um, 
439 people reached on that one. And then the Archaeotech podcast, again, kind of a niche audience really on that on that show, uh, but still 396 people reached. So it's, uh, it's a really good way to, to just get your information out there, you know. Um, right now, uh, this is a quick graph. God, can you even see that? Um, anyway, these are the numbers from the last 12 months for the Archaeology Podcast Network. And you can see last November, we were at 13,693 monthly subscribers, and we've added steadily 1 to 2,000 every month. And as the end of September, we were at 24,882. And already in October by, again, yesterday, we were at 10,800. It's weird the way the, the hosting site uh, monitors that on a daily basis. It, it happens to, you know, who downloads an episode, who logs in, it's unique IP addresses and all that stuff. But whether or not those numbers are totally accurate, all I know is they're going up every single time. So, um, and this is even without the Serum Archaeology podcast is currently hosted on another site. So the three to 5,000 monthly subscribers we have on that are not included in those statistics. So the, the point is, um, if you podcast about your project or your site or something like that, or even come on one of our shows to talk about it, a lot of people are going to hear it. Um, I did, uh, as an example, I presented a shorter version of this talk at the um, Nevada Archaeological Association in Ely uh, last fall. And, or last spring, and I put up my first talk, uh, my first talk the day before, and then I did another talk the second day. And that first talk, I just, I just unedited, uh, right what I'm doing, recording here, put it up on the podcast network, and there were maybe 50 people in the room in Ely, but by the next day, over 400 people had heard that presentation. So, you know, conferences are great, and I'm glad the room is filling up, but I mean, we're really talking, you know, preaching to the choir here when we talk in our, in our little rooms, you know. So getting, getting the stuff up on a, on a forum like this is, um, is really good and, and can really get the word out. And podcasting is also, uh, it's free, it's easy, it's accessible to everyone via computers, tablets, and smartphones. Um, you can't really channel surf a podcast. You can pass, you can, you know, you can skip forward a bit, but please listen to our ads. It pays the bills. Um, and you know, with the APN, it can help any project gain um, a wide audience uh, that are specifically looking for archaeological information. And you know, we're willing to do. We've talked to other people about doing um, one-off series podcasts. You know, for field schools, different projects, things like that, where we'll come in and record, or you can record and we'll edit and uh, and put it up on the podcast just to get some some visibility. And we don't charge for any of this. It's all totally free. All our podcasts are always free. So it's just a way to, to get things out there. Um, one thing I've always said is, and that I've always believed, which is why I wanted to start this podcast, was that 50% of your job as an archeologist, whether you're a CRM, you know, academic or whatever, is doing the field work and finishing the final report. The other half of your job is telling people about it. Because if you didn't tell anybody about it, you know, what can you do? And I understand with CRM, you know, we have gray literature to worry about and, you know, proprietary information and security protocols and things like that. But there is a lot that we can mention if we get permission for it. So, um, and, you know, we see, we're going to give a couple other, we're going to give a couple other presentations today. Um, I'm doing one at the very end on professional certifications for scientists, which is another organization I'm part of starting. And just before that, we're doing one on Codify, which is the booth that we have over there in the book room that you may have seen already. And we kind of see these three organizations as working together to help public archaeology. Um, we see Codify is the data collection and data management aspect of things. You know, you're on the ground, you're collecting your data, you're managing it, it's archival, you're doing stuff with it. And PCS, which you'll learn at the end of the session, it teaches people how to do that. It's the training arm for all of this. 
And then the APN is the final step. It's telling people about it, telling people about what you're doing and what you want to do, and then getting feedback on that. So like I said, this was a relatively short presentation, but does anybody have any questions real quick about podcasting? So I've got a few minutes left or complaints about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, most of these, most of those shows, um, back over here, these people found our podcast in various ways, and uh, and contacted us and said, "Hey, I've got an idea for a podcast." In fact, we're developing a few more right now, and it takes a little while. If you want to do it really well, you'll you'll pick up a microphone. You can get one for fifty, sixty bucks. That's pretty decent online. Um, you you kind of need a if you're going to record it yourself, you can do recording software, or we can jump in on the Skype call and record for you. Um, but one, one thing I ask people is if you have an idea for a podcast, that's great, and that's the first step. The next step is what I try to tell people is come up with your first 10 show topics. If you can't come up with your first 10 episodes, you need to develop your idea just a little bit more. You know, Because after you finish that first one or the second one, and you're kind of like, oh, great, what am I going to talk about now? You know, And then come up with your format and be consistent. Is it going to be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? Is it going to come out once a week, once a month? Um, you know, twice a month, whatever. Um, we just ask that you be you be consistent with it. So, when I tell people to do that, usually they'll back off a little bit and say, "Well, it's not that developed of an idea." But that's why we're doing some of the one-off stuff too. We're starting a new show called Just the Archaeology Podcast. It's been a real huge hole in the network, which is just a. Uh, we needed a show that could just take everything in and all the subjects that don't fit into any of these things including like paleoanthropology and all the cool stuff you hear about. I want to talk to those people. So we started a new show to talk to those people. And I've got a co-host and we've recorded a couple episodes already. We're going to drop a whole bunch all at once and then continue on with it um, twice a month. But um, that's a good show for if you had a project or something you wanted to talk about and you could talk about, you contact us and we'll have an interview for that show. So, you know, it, it, it can hold all topics. So, um, and just uh, because I have a couple more minutes, well, there, I think there was another question. Yes, go ahead. But you answered it. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's really up to you. Yeah. You know, we ask for consistency. Our the CRM Archaeology podcast used to be Bill, how long we go? Two hours sometimes on that show? Yeah. And and I actually took took Bill White now back here. He's one of our co hosts and, and Sonia right next to him. Um, I actually took their advice, uh, Bill's advice, and he's like I mean, I was on the show, and I can't listen to it for two hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> point taken. So now I try to cut it down to an hour, you know, and I say, let's just, and, and it makes you really, when you have a time limit, and you're not just rambling on, it makes you, it's kind of like Ira Flato in Science Friday, except we don't rudely interrupt you every five seconds. Um, but anyway, it's like uh, if you have a strict time frame, uh, and we do three segments on the hour-long shows, and I'm in the Skype chat going five minutes left, four minutes left, three minutes left, so they know. It really makes you coalesce your thoughts a little better and, and get your question out rather than just ramble on, although some of those guys do still ramble on. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I think you have, you have any breakdown of, so 20,000 subscribers, any idea how many of those are professional archaeologists, how many are just regular public? Right. Uh, no is the short answer. Um, the slightly more complicated answer is I can look at the stats per show. So when I look at um, our current highest rated show, is the Archaeological Fantasies podcast, which is right up over here. Um, that's Sarah Head and Dr. Ken Fader and Dr. Jeb Card. And they're, Ken Fader and Jeb Card, they're uh, uh, university professors, well-published in the, in the realm of pseudo-archaeology and kind of debunking all the, all the crazy out there. Um, 
And that show is probably half of our listenership. So I know that they're probably mostly not uh, professional archaeologists. However, the CRM Archaeology podcast has you know three to five thousand listeners, and I'm willing to bet the general public doesn't listen to that. You know, we really get into the weeds on some stuff that that is just not interesting to a lot of people. <laughs> so, you know, otherwise there'd be half a million people at this conference right now. So, um, anyway, and then you know some of the others, the Archaeotech podcast. That one's a little hard to judge because we give those episode titles where if you're Google searching, you know, drones, you'll find our podcast. You know, something like that. So. Um, and then some of the others, you know, it, it really just it really just depends. They have smaller audiences because they're smaller topics. But that's the nice thing about podcasting. I know if, if if one person's listening, we'll keep doing it because that person's gaining value from it. So, and when you put it up, it's up for, it's up forever. You know, Apple never takes it down. So, that's my time. All right, and thank you. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.